Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another creepy, scary edition of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth. <laughs> I'm here to scare you. So get a nice warm blanket. Cozy up by the fire. I got some good ones for you. Ghost children, lady in white, all sorts of great stuff. Funeral homes. Yeah. So sit back, relax. I will try not to scare you so much. <laughs> well, hello there, everybody. How is everybody in Spookland? Man, it is September. I am pumped. Oh, uh, October is like around the corner, man. It's I love this time of year. So nice and cool. And man, I was just, I, I like summer, but. I'm ready for it to be fall. I'm ready for some tales by the fire and telling some more creepy ghost stories to you guys. And I just want to say thank you again to everybody who's downloading and listening to the show. Because in the first, this is what, September the 6th, we've already got uh, 200 downloads. And that's awesome, man. Usually I'd get two or three in a month, but. It just started the September, didn't y'all are already uh, liking everything? So I'm so happy for that, and thank you very much wherever you are and whoever it is. Thanks to everybody who listens, man. Be very, very appreciated. <laughs> <coughs> oh, sorry, got a little ticky, a little hickey in my throat. Ah, all right. We're going to be in Florida still, and today we're going to go over the, we're going to start out with the Popesh uh, Ghost Children, and it is a, it is a uh, old abandoned school building out in Florida, and here we go. Popesh is the name of the tree that grows in South Florida. It is also the name of the rural community on Route 64 between Zavala Springs and Avon Park. That was settled about 125 years ago when this was part of the Hardy County, when it was part of Hardy County and it was still DeSoto County. There we go. Sorry, I had itch my itch itch my bird. In the eighteen uh, nineties, Popesh uh, thrived as a small farming town with with its own uh, post office. See that now that tells you right there you made it when you have a post office. Yeah. But when the uh, railroad bypassed the place, Popesh began to uh, fading away. Most of its historical, most oh, most of its history, it's et, is etched in the stones on the uh, New Hope Cemetery, or a or a past in these stores, told by past in these stories told by a few remaining old timers. The first school was built in 1898, 
and it replaced the uh, and it was replaced by nineteen hundred by the nineteen hundreds with a two story brick one. So the original one was built in like eighteen ninety eight, and I guess they got a little bit bigger, so they made a big old two story school. For several generations, the old rock school has set abandoned besides the road. At the embolized uh, across its entrance is the name Popesh. Strangely, the uh, letters are still bright and new after all these years, setting under the uh, most, setting mostly under direct sunlight, and uh, maybe a little bit of tree shade, but not much. It is an invitation. Is it? Sorry, it is an inviting site for any ghost hunters, and the place is hot without, uh, isn't, god damn, I can't talk tonight. The site for any ghost hunter, this place has not without its ghost legends. So, we got a little bit of the legends. Where we at? Some people have claimed that the uh, building once was a hospital and that it was haunted by children who had died there from a fever e- epidemic. However, there are no there's no evidence that the, that it was ever used by anyone for any purpose than a school. Mother uh, another legend has it being built on the site of the original wooden school that burned down Claiming the lives of several children. Hmm. That's pretty creepy. Creepy, creepy. Okay, wouldn't. The uh, old building is a. Uh, oh, the old uh, the old building is a disaster inside. The window panes are bashed out and. Paint's falling off, and the ceiling's caving in some. So it's pretty uh, creepy, you know. The uh, school had two large rooms upstairs and two downstairs with a smaller room that I I suppose was the uh, principal's office. The floor is uh, rotten, and the plaster is crumbling, but the wide stairs leading leading to the second floor are in fairly good shape. I would warn against uh, venturing inside this place because it's pretty rough, they said. The upstairs is full of... uh, Oh, oh. The upstairs is full of moans and groans, especially when the wind blows and no doubt when present presents a real scary scenario... At right. Previous intruders have left their graffiti where pupils once wrote on their uh, chalkboards. If you have squir- uh, scribbled the, wor- the word boo on the walls, leading me to suspect the ghost hunters have visited this old school. I do. I. Some people uh, did not hear or see any ghost but the public school is certainly a part of local history and is yes a prime candidate for hauntings 
You can uh, still hear children's voices. They say every now and then. And then... Uh, hmm, that's about it. And I believe they demolished it. So it's not there anymore. In 2017, they demolished it. So, yeah. Bunch of assholes. Here's another little story I got. And it's the same. All it, But this one does say about when it got torn down. Hmm. Oh, wow. It says right here people would use the land for parking stuff, trailers, cars and stuff. <laughs> so they had to put barbed wire around it. Keep the goddamn shitheads out. They keep camping on my lawn. It pretty much says, says the same thing. It was pretty much a school. No, I'll take that back. It was demolished in January of 2009. So, poor the poor little old school didn't last long. All right, well, that's my first story. The Popish, the Popish School in Florida. Pretty creepy. I would say go check it out, but she's no more. She's no more. Sorry, I got to turn the air on. I was going to try and podcast without the air on because I didn't want a whole lot of back noise, but I'm going to have to. <laughs> okay. Before we go on to our next story, let me tell you a little bit about a uh, new show I got going, a new podcast. If you like sports and wrestling, I got your show. It's a show I'm doing called uh, When Sports Collide, Football and Wrestling. It's pretty good. I talk about the today's stuff and all that. Put my little two cents on wrestling. Oh, well, that's why it's not moving because... Oh, there it goes. Sorry, my computer froze and I thought it stopped, but it didn't. It didn't. Um, yeah, it's a pretty good little show called When Sports Collide. Ras uh, football and wrestling. Go check it out, man. It drops every... Uh, I believe Monday or Tuesday. I'll have to check in deeper to that. But that's a two days. Uh, one of them days it'll be on. But check it out. It's a good little show. It's just me on me. I like podcasting, ghost stories, football, and wrestling. So that's why I like doing the podcast. Because I'm a nerd. Just kidding. Okay. Our next story is... Mm. I'm getting it together. The next story is the ghost of Eli Hand of the Eli Hand building. Yes, the ghost of Eli Hand. It should be interesting. Okay. Eli Hand, ouch, was the undertaker. And familiar marker from Indiana who moved to Orland, Orlando in 1885. Let me turn that gong down. All right. 
Eli Hand was a was an undertaker and a familiar marker from Indiana who moved to Orlando in 1885. It might sound like an odd uh, job, but back then in the back in the day, it was pretty familiar to run into the undertaker and all that. As the undertaker often was always responsible for uh, crafting the coffins and not only getting the body ready and all that. I mean, you went, he barely, he, he did everything. So Eli was uh, different from the other undertakers because he was a practicer of then and new art form embalming the uh, loud families to delay burial for more than the customary 24 to 48 hours to allow friends and family time to travel and attend from faraway places as the first and the last time. Only in Miller, whatever, only in Orlando, his practices flourished. Basically, it sounds like he was the first one to start embalming people to preserve the body longer so people could come, you know, visit that live out of town or something. Oh, yeah, embalming. That's what I was trying to say. I'm a jackass. Only in... Only in <laughs> he was the only embalmer in Orlando, and his practice flourished because he was so busy. His embalming and furniture store became known as the hand building and still stands to this day. The Undertaker was done on the ground floor while the upper floor housed his furniture store. Okay, so if you, <coughs> he did his uh, Undertaker stuff on the first floor. His second floor apparently was his uh, furniture store. The, store go, the story goes that Eli had become so successful, he often had so many bodies to attend to and prepare that he would often store them upstairs on empty beds or sofas until there was enough room in the morgue. God dang. Can you imagine going to the furniture store? Uh, can I test that? Oh, there's somebody in there. More modern workers in the uh, hand building, which has a long general office space, thought as of writing if it appears to be vex vacant once more, it would often see items thrown by unseen hands or moved around their desk to uh, interrupt uh, places inappropriate. Oh, in the in their do it again. But if stuff was thrown by unseen hands or moved around their desk to an inappropriate place. There was also claims of a lady in white seen amongst the office. Wow, that ghost sounds like a fucking pervert sticking to stuff that isn't appropriate. But the lady in white again. What is it with the lady in white? Listen, ladies, I know you never know, where, know when you're going to die. But try to wear more white dresses. I mean, try to wear less white dresses. I don't know. Have you ever thought about blue or red or something? It's just a thought. And the perverted ghost likes to do stuff with an inappropriate.
little sick ass. It was built in the 1800s. I think I said that already. Uh, oh, and folks have reported feeling like they're being watched, whistled, walking past the building, and some have even reported being hit in the head by small objects as they walk by the 19th century structure. So not only are there ghosts and it's goddamn building perverts and nasty, they'll whistle at you when you come by like a bunch of fucking sailors or construction workers. And then, when you're not looking, they'll BAM! Throw something hit you in the fucking head. That's a bunch of nice guys, isn't it? I am going to warn you now, these next two are uh, going to be pretty short. So, I'm going to be lucky if I can make this sucker stretch for 30, 30 minutes, baby. But we're going to do it because I'm going to scare you with this stuff because it's cool. All right. Oh. Yep, that's about it for that place. That sounds pretty creepy. I don't know if I could handle that. I don't think I'd be working there long. I can tell you there right now. I'd be like, uh, hail to the no, no, no. Okay, we are going to go over the Serger de Prester Sugar Mill, also known as the New Seymour Sugar uh, Mill Ruins. As a historical site located in New Seymour Beach. Oh, in New, New Seymour Beach in Florida. In 1970, it was added to the U.S. National Register of Historical Places. The original sugar mill was built in the 1830s by Henry Kruger and William D. Prester. However, it took little time until it was burned to the ground by the Seminoles and the Indians of the area. Mostly the Seminoles, because... That's who was there. Oh, and the, uh, that happened during the, uh, Seminole War that lasted for seven years. In December of 1935, the Seminoles ran off the, uh, overseer, burned the mill, and destroyed other plantations and structures throughout New Seymour. They were aided by the, uh, Kruger Deep. Prester sugar mill slaves in their efforts. So the slaves that these people had turned against them. I mean, because come on, they didn't treat slaves fucking right at all. So, and slaves, slavery's wrong anyway. It ain't a racial thing. It's just wrong to enslave anybody, whether they're white, black, you know, green, Indian. This is wrong, man. But yes, you can imagine the spirits that are here. If they had slaves, because you know they was mean to them. Probably some of them got killed, getting beat too much. So there's probably a lot of uh, activity here. This property has also mistakenly been thought by many to be the ruins of the Spanish missions for the Tumaca Indians' mission of Antuquia, Antokama, Antokam, Antokami. 
It is located at 600 Old Mission Road in New Seymour. Today, the sugar mill, sugar mill land is under the control of Florida Park Services. And all these states are several... Around the estate are several walls and cane crusher and several rusted sugar cane boiling vats. And the site is thought to be, ha be haunted by those that died in the uh, Seminole War. Some paranormal investigators claim to have evidence that proves that there has been act activity of dead Seminole Indians around the historic site in the surrounding woods. Well, yeah, if they had a war, they was probably fighting everywhere and dying everywhere. But you know, an area like that is going to be just really covered in the boogly blooglies. But that's a pretty good story. Hey, guys, while I'm here, let me tell you about this other show I got. It's called Borderline Texas Trash. I tried to throw a little <coughs> comedy in there. I do some bitching about politics, but not much. I don't get on my soapbox. And hey, if you don't, if you want to check it out but don't like the politics, fast forward through it. But I don't bash you for being Democrat or Republican or this and that. I don't care. You know, we can still, I mean, it's just, I don't, I, know, I ain't getting into it. Anyways, go check out Borderline Texas Trash with some comedy and some good old wholesome fun. But it's not one for the kids, I tell you that. Borderline Texas Trash, check it out. It's on Spotify, iHeart. It's pretty much everywhere. All right, now we're going to go with the Ensign Theater. Uh, the Ensign Theater is a favorite movie and dining spot in the Maitland Winter Park area. It's one of the few places you can watch. Oh, it's one of the few places where you can watch an independent, independent and foreign films in Orlando. However, things have been not. Things have been getting a little spooky here lately. At approximately one a.m. Moviegoers have seen a ghost swirling around with a disembobbed head. This apparition starts in the north corner of the theater and then floats to the uh, other corners. It also screams out before vanishing into the kitchen at the, uh, re uh, at the restaurant. That's creepy. <coughs> Could you imagine watching that? That'd scare the shit out of me. I would literally, literally pee me pants. I'd pee me pants, laddie. I'd really, really pee them. Well, that's it for that story. I told you. I'm going to try to stretch this out for 30. Well, since I got you here, I'm going to do another ad. Um, I got another podcast I do, too, uh, called... Uh, What's really out there, I do with Stephanie. And we go over conspiracy stuff, mysteries that's been unsolved, really weird ones, UFOs, you know, Bigfoot, stuff like that. So if you're interested in uh, 
you know, conspiracies and that kind of stuff, go check out what's really out there with me and my youngest uh, youngest daughter, Steph. All right, fellas, ladies, and gents. Looks like this is my last story. Well, and this one is the Bloody Bucket Road in Florida. The Bloody Bucket Road isn't the real name of this sinister road in Wachalua. Anyways, but that's what everybody calls it because of the uh, allegations of what happened there (coughs) many, many years ago. There's also a bridge called Bloody Bucket Ridge that is connected to the story of this road, but whether or not any of the legend is factual or fiction is hard to determine. So yeah, because this one's pretty good. You're like, is it real or is it Memorex? This paved road runs south of Main Street in Wachahua. In the daytime, it doesn't really look all that threatening. But drive farther down this road and cross the bridges, or cross the bridge, and things start looking a little different, at least in the moonlight. (laughs) If you keep going, you will eventually come out on Route 64 that runs between Zulfo Springs and Avon Park. This road was once a dirt road called Renaherd, or Rainherd, Pass Road, and it's said to be a hundred years old, which is a fact since it can be found on pro nineteen hundred, on pre nineteen hundred old maps. So that part of it is true. Let me get a drink of coffee. Ah, nothing says coffee like my friend. Okay, now you have the facts, but the rest of the story comes from locals who professes to have seen some knowledge have to have some knowledge about how the road got its creepy name. Many years ago, an ex-slave woman came down from Georgia with her husband and settled in the uh, in Wachalee. She served as the midwife for the community and allegedly had delivered several hundred babies. Being concerned that some families already had too many babies to feed, the woman decided to help out by eliminating a few after birth. She would smother the babies and take them down to the bridge and bury them in the woods along the river. God, why would she do that? What makes her... Never mind. What makes her God? Alrighty. People became suspicious after so many babies had died while being delivered by her. Some said that she was uh, deranged because she had not... She has not had... She did not have any children of her own and that her children had been taken from her while she was a slave. After people refused to allow her to deliver any more babies, the woman went crazy. 
She spent the remainder of her days as a madwoman living in the Florida swamps, screaming that she was haunted by the ghost of babies. Hmm. Sounds like karma. She would sit in their home and listen to their she would sit in her home and listen to their cries of all the children that had perished by her hands. It, uh, it is claimed that she could sit besides a bucket and it would fill with the ghostly blood of all the infants she had killed. She would empty the bucket out and fill with blood again. She wore herself out crying the blood felt buck the blood ugh. She wore herself out crying the blood filled buckets to uh, buckets to the bridge where she would empty them to the river. One day while emptying a bloody bucket in the river, the old woman fell into fell and drowned. For several days following her disappearance, the river ran red with blood. This is how the bridge became as Bloody Bucket Bridge. And it's supposed to be the name carried over through to the road. The legend is that if you, can, if you go down the bridge on a full moon and gaze into the river, you will see that it runs red with blood. Some claim that it can still hear... From the woods, the cries of the children. Creepy. Yeah. Stuff like that is whack. Man. Well, think about it, though. All them babies' souls, you know, that she buried and left down there and put them. So, they came back to haunt her ass, it sounds like to me, guys. <laughs> well... That's my last story of the day, but I got one more show I want to talk to you about. If you like wrestling or want to get to know it or something, me and Jackson do a podcast. Yes, I do. <coughs> Five podcasts altogether, counting this one. It's fun. I love doing it. No, and I don't make any money off of it. So, But hey, I still like doing it, and one day it'll pay off. But this one, the, my uh, last one I'm going to talk about today is uh, Wrestling 101 with Jackson. It's uh, my son doing it because he likes wrestling. And I'm trying to get, you know, more kids involved and all that. So should be fun, guys. Y'all go check it out. Call Wrestling 101 with Jackson, baby. Well, I hope I didn't scare you too much today with my skelly, skelly stories. Creepy. Hmm. Oh, glad you guys had fun. Glad you listened. And like I said, thank you to who? Thank you to everybody who listens to the show around the world. That's crazy around the world. But I thank you guys because right now we're being heard in uh, 12, 13 countries, I think. No, take that back. 15. So, yeah, keep it up, guys. Thank you, wherever you are. Keep uh, keep telling scary stories. And y'all send me some emails. It's ghoststoriestoldfromthesouth at uh, gmail.com. Find me on Facebook, ghoststoriestoldfromthesouth, Instagram. So tell us some stories and some stuff we can talk about from you guys. So check it out. Check us out more. Spread the word around. I love doing this. So 
Yeah, it's fun and groovy, and I'm glad you guys are along for the ride, guys. Thank you for the reviews, the thumbs up, the likes, downloads, everything, man. But this has been Ghost Stories Told from the South. And I am Stephen LeBouth. I hope I didn't scare you too much. Bye-bye, kitties. This has been a Booth production. Ooh, yeah!